going on everybody welcome to our 2022 mlb season preview i'm joined today by none other than luis barranco who just turned his video off and now it's back on i'm back uh, luis welcome to the podcast how you been i'm just chilling man you know just watching ball you know not much going on just watching a bunch of ball you know we got premier league prem's crazy right now you think uh, liverpool's getting the quadruple uh, you know, that remains to be seen. I, I, I would lean Manchester City to win the title right now. How, how have you been, big guy? It's been, a, it's been a minute since the listeners have heard your voice. You know, yeah, it's, it's been a minute. Uh, I think the last podcast we did maybe was the lockout one. I can't remember. No, I've been good. Uh, waiting for the weather to turn here in Michigan. It's still freezing. Um, just working. Oh, gotta love that, you know? Yeah, classic. Um, Michigan, never, never going to get warm until May, which kind of, you know, Sucks for baseball teams up north, you know, the first month of the season, it's it's still freezing, uh, which kind of, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because the Blue Jays had played uh, the last two seasons, like well, last year they played like the first two or three months in their spring training stadium, then moved to Buffalo because um, they couldn't play in Canada until like the last month of the season or whatever. I was wondering, like, should teams in cold weather climates just play the first month of the season in their spring training stadiums because you know, the weather's way nicer. No one goes to the games the first month of the season. Anyways, it's, it's miserable to sit through them. Um, I don't know. That was just a thought I had. Did you, did you hear uh, the news? Shout out this reminds me. shout out uh five-star chef Joe. Did you hear what the twins are thinking about doing on Thursday? No. The twins are thinking about postponing the, the home opener to Friday due to cold and wet weather. Like, they're saying it's not going to be, like, it's not going to, like, rain or downpour, but they're saying, like, since it's going to be, like, wet, they'd rather just push everything to the Friday. So, on Thursday, it's supposed to be rainy and 41 degrees. Yeah, that's, that's not baseball weather. Why not just play? That's October weather. What are you talking about? In October? Yeah, which, is another, which is another issue with baseball that you play, you know, the majority of the season in nice, warm baseball weather. And then the most important games of the season – are in freezing weather that doesn't resemble really anything that you play the entire season in, which also reminds me of college basketball, how you play every single game throughout the entire season in regular basketball stadiums. And then the final four, the three biggest games of the year are in are in a, a football stadium where, you know, your depth perception changes. Everything's different. There's like three times, four times as amount of many people there completely changes the dynamic of the game. And then, you know, I know obviously it'll never change because um, all the money that the NCAA makes off, you know, all those extra ticket sales and whatnot. But like, I mean, you got, got, you got people sitting in the back row of the Superdome. You're not even there. I mean, these guys look like ants. So you're crying now that baseball goes all the way to, you know, to October when October baseball is the best when it's freaking 40 degrees and under the lights in Yankee Stadium, you have the wind swirling and then Aaron Judge hits a home run that shouldn't be a home run at like 20 ballparks. But, you know, since it's Yankee Stadium and, you know, the ball kind of flies there. If you, you know, for the people that have been to Yankee Stadium, like that second deck in Yankee Stadium, there's just some type of wind in September, October that if you just hit a fly ball, that thing's just going to leave. So, you know, you're, you're complaining about that. You're, you're well, essentially I mean, complaining. The Yankees haven't really made it that deep in the postseason uh, 
in the past couple of years. Well, I mean, we know well, we know they were robbed. So let's 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 chill with that one. I don't they know. were robbed. But they were I, robbed. Baseball yeah. is meant to be played in in warm weather. Why are we playing the most important games in the cold weather? So, so what we're saying is we're supposed to play soccer, not in Qatar. We're supposed to play soccer out in England in December. Yeah, we. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other uh, discussion. The World Cup probably shouldn't be happening in Qatar, anyways. Uh, that's a whole. That could be a whole podcast. Uh, that could be a whole podcast on the human rights issues and <laughs> and the fact that Qatar is just not a footballing nation. You know, like you know, it's, it's an odd World Cup. It's going to happen right in the middle of the club season and, and everything. But let's let's break. Let's get into our our season preview. We thank God, thank God, uh, MLB hasn't been whitewashed by the Saudis or one of those Middle East countries. That know? is true, you know. But, uh, you know. but you know, in five years, they'll be having the World Series out in Saudi Arabia, yeah. like out they, in like five a.m. in the morning or time. You know. Yeah, there's been a lot of questionable stuff going on in soccer. There's not; it's not very regulated. But and, and in F1 and every sport. But you know, we'll, we'll get back to baseball. We'll, we'll stick to a baseball only podcast today. Guys. We will. Um, and, you know, obviously very glad that the two sides, the union and the MLB came to an agreement and we'll have a full 162 game season. So we're going to preview every team and every division. We're going to be predicting uh, the over under win totals uh, that DraftKings Sportsbook has posted on their app, uh, their website, predicting final standings um, and kind of just deep dive in every team. Uh you know, talking about the moves they made, uh, their lineup rotation, you know, kind of the main storylines for each team heading into the season. So you guys have a general idea of what to expect. Also, uh, this year, I think Luis and I are going to do something a little bit different. Uh, you know, last year I had my Yankee podcast. I think this year Luis and I are going to try to at least uh, do a podcast every week, uh, you know, recapping the, the week that was in the MLB. And we'll have some, you know, superlatives, some sl- some subplots that we're going to be talking about uh, throughout the season, which we'll get into as we get deeper into this podcast and talk about some of the teams that are playing this year and, you know, what that may uh, entail. But anyway, let's just dive right into it. Let's start. In- hey, before, before you start, we got to, we got to touch on the big points. You know, you're, you're leaving. We got to talk about what's new in baseball in 2022. Okay. Like we got to talk about the lockout, you know, you being a former player, not an MLB. Well, 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 well. You were a former player. What do you What do you think about the contractual agreement that the union and the owners made? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head because, like I said in the last podcast, no one really cares about the numbers. Uh, we just want to see baseball from a fan's perspective. Um, All right. So, from from a fan's perspective, how how happy is that the Ghost Runner is back? Because the Ghost Runner is yeah. That's definitely a big talking point. And, you know, it's kind of funny that when the original agreement came out, we, it, it said that there would not be a ghost runner. And now, you know, a couple of weeks into spring training, whatever, you know, with the shortened spring training guys, not being fully ready, you could argue for the season, they decided to bring the ghost runner back. I mean, I don't, you know, people hate it. They act like it's the worst thing that's ever happened in baseball. I don't think it's that bad. You know, I think the majority of players and coaches are actually pro ghost runner just because, you know, you're not sending guys up and down to the minor leagues every, um, every night. If, you know, game goes deep, your bullpen just gets destroyed. Um, These, the ghost runner definitely ends games quicker than just the traditional extra innings. So 
you know, in an era where baseball is trying to cut down on game time, make the game shorter, I actually don't mind it that much. I don't think it's that bad. And I, I, they said it's only for this season. I wouldn't be surprised if we see it forever. You know, it just becomes a permanent rule. And people are like, well, it's Little League. You know, it's, it's a garbage rule. And, I, you know, that's a fair argument. I would say I would counter that with everyone's still playing on a, on a you know, level playing field. It's not like, you know, it gives one side a significant advantage or anything. You know, the win versus a loss in the win loss column, like it's still valid. Uh, it's just a little bit, it is a little bit cheesy, but ultimately I, I don't mind it. No. What about you? I mean, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. And when it comes to that, you know, I remember growing up, I'd be watching freaking Cardinals Astros. I think it was NLCS. And it was back when the Astros had the, the, the old uniforms, the, like the dark red, and kind yeah. of brownish Oldish. ones with a, with they had a Lance Berkman at first base. <laughs> yeah, that was like oh four, right? Yeah, so. Craig Biggio, you know, uh, Roger Clemens. They had they were all on the team, and I remember going 17, 16 innings. I get it. I think for playoffs we should definitely do it. I don't think it should be Ghost Runner should be. Right. Well, in the in playoffs, the playoff. they're still doing traditional extra innings. Yeah, it should it should be traditional. But I mean, I just I'm just a traditionalist. You know, you got to win the game. You know, you're getting a handicap essentially starting at second. So if you oh. just, you can like, for instance, you can just play small ball. Like yeah. if you think, think about a team like the Royals back in 2014 when they won it all, mm-hmm. their team was like loaded with speed. Uh, Ned, was it Ned Yost, I believe, was the manager that year? Yep, Ned Yost. Yost. Yep, they had a lot of uh, speed and like small yeah. ball. Ned Yost had a, had a small 5'8 dude that would just come in and just be able to run. I remember – that yeah, team started Terrence. the whole like bullpen revolution. Well, he, he had Terrence Gore. I remember Terrence Gore and Jerry Dyson would like switch off on like days and just. Be like, Do you I remember that that wild card game? I think that was the first year they had the wild card game where it was Royals versus A's. I think it was that year, and then yeah, the, it was that year. It was that year. The A's blew that huge lead. I remember that year. Uh, that year was actually really good, and I mean, they redid the bullpen, but I mean, other than the Ghost Runner. Going going on, I think the DH rule is like thank you. I mean, it's better for the fans, better for the game. I mean, let pitchers pitch. Don't have pitchers be hitting. Yeah, that's one. That's the one thing that I have been calling for for ever since I started watching baseball. I thought it was the dumbest thing ever that pitchers hit in one league and then in the other league they didn't. It was it's literally a free out. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm glad a universal DH is a thing. A free out unless you were Micah Owens, who would just hit routine bombs or freaking Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, but it's not like the pitchers don't – they don't practice hitting. Oh, they'll go in the cage once in a while and that's it, you know? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's more situational, and I get and then, it. I get and then it. the American League is, like, genuinely at a disadvantage in the World Series because their pitchers don't hit all season, so they really have no experience. And then also – their bench isn't as deep. You know, these, these national league teams stack their bench or they did because they had to rotate out guys to pinch hit for the hitters in the later innings, you know, in the American league, it was completely different roster construction. So the American league was at a slight disadvantage in the world series because of that. So universal DH makes total sense. I think, I think we're all for it. I mean, better for the game, better for fans, more runs. I mean, 
maybe there's Probably. there's weird National League purists out there that aren't or that are against it, but most people like have to be for it, right? You know, yeah, but you know, Manfred finally did something useful, and I mean, we can all agree as baseball fans is like for for new listeners and for people that don't know baseball, Manfred's a hack. He's a joke. Nobody <laughs> wants him. Hey, he's the worst commissioner in sports right now. I think he's worse than Gary Bettman in the in the NHL. Well, who, well, who, do we have any hockey fans that could attest to that? That Gary Bettman is actually a decent commissioner next to Manfred. Do we know anybody, or you know? I mean, Liv would. Pretty sure Liv hates the guy. So, I mean, nobody. Fan, I really know. Nobody comes close to Adam Silver. All commissioners suck except for like Adam Silver. So yeah, Adam Silver saw. He's been. I mean, well, that's we can you know. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a that's a new podcast. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. So let, yeah. Where, where, where are we going? We going AL AL uh, AL East. Yeah. So we two podcasts. This one will be the American League podcast, and then we'll uh, do a National League podcast. That'll be a separate episode. We'll, we'll post them both today, but we'll start AL and let's start in the East. I think this is the best division in baseball again. Uh, I think we had four ninety win teams last season, which is quite impressive. Um, and let's start with which team do you want to start with in the American League East? I'm reading it down the list and I'm just reading Tampa, Boston, Toronto. We'll start with Tampa. We'll start with Tampa. You know, they won the, they won the division last year and they're kind of running it back with the same lineup, you know, Brandon Lau, Wander Franco, Meadows, Randy Arozarena, G-Man Choi, Yandy Diaz, Mike Zanino at catcher, Manuel Margot and Kevin Kiermaier. It's, It's really the exact same lineup. I would say the one thing about this team that might be a little bit weaker than last year is, is definitely that rotation. You know, you're missing Tyler Glass now, who's recovering from Tommy John surgery. He's probably not going to pitch this year. Uh, he that's was sad. That's, that's, that's routinely sad. It's a huge loss for them. And, you know, he was on pace uh, last year. He was an all-star um, having a great season. And then right around the midway point end up having to get Tommy John. They're also without uh, 22-year-old Shane Boz, who's kind of their ace in waiting. He's one of their top prospects in baseball. Yeah, 12th-ranked prospect in the game. Uh, he had elbow surgeries, expected to return mid to late May, so they will have him, um, but not right away. So if you look at their ro- rotation starting out, you know their number one guy is going to be Shane McClanahan. Then you go Drew Rasmussen, Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber, uh, you know, I don't know. Ryan Yarborough and Luis Patino. And, you know, uh, obviously with Tampa, it's going to be heavy bullpen usage. This team last year led the American League uh, in bullpen innings pitched, but also led the AL in bullpen ERA and uh, led the MLB in bullpen FIP, which is uh, fielded. uh, It's like basically takes away fielding uh, in like with your innings pitched and ERA. It's, It's a fielding independent stat. So they led the league in that. Um, they pitched 703 relief innings, which is crazy. They did lose Colin McHugh to Atlanta out of that bullpen. But overall, it's still an A bullpen uh, grade. Um, they got a great farm system. You know, Shane Boz, obviously Josh Lau coming up this season. Vidal Brujan as well coming off the bench. You know, <laughs> it's going to be the same type of team that we see every year with. Tampa, a bunch of guys you've probably never heard of and probably wouldn't think they would be all that great. And they end up winning 90 plus games. You know, this they've kind of turned into a machine. So wh- whoever they bring up, wh- 
whoever they're whoever's playing for them, like I I, I just you got to give them the benefit of the doubt at this point, right? And, and, and you'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll win a couple series against the Yankees because for some god old reason the, the freaking Yankees just don't know how to beat Tampa. We don't. Just, we yeah, it's that's it's, it's all psychological. And like yeah. the funny thing is when you read the whole lineup. It's like you don't see, fear anybody, but you just know that you're just going to hit and get on base. Like, the most interesting thing is Wander's going to be on his first full year in the MLB, you know. And then the other big thing is, like, Corey Kluber, like, and you look at that rotation, like, if you look at McClanahan's numbers, like, they aren't bad. He could be, like, an all-star this year. Yeah. Corey, Corey Kluber just needs to pitch, like, a fifth, uh, like a, a fifth guy. Like, they don't mean, like, that much and like their prospects that they got going up like Vidal Brujan he can just rake and I mean he was up last year too yeah he was up last year so it's just like I don't really see like you know they'll be okay I mean they're not going to be a team like we'll always underrate the team but they'll be fine oh I mean so is one of the most underrated catchers in baseball all-star last year so their win total is 89.5 they're plus 320 to win the division, plus 750 to win the American League, and plus 1,700 to win the World Series. I think those numbers are kind of reflective of no glass now. They don't have top-end rotation stuff this year, which you're going to need come playoff time. So where, where are you leaning with this over-under at 89.5? Oh, I don't even know. But they're such a hard team to predict because they're, like, hot and cold. I, I want to go over because I think Wanderers going to have a big year. And I, and I think that just teams – like Kevin Cash is one of the best managers in baseball. Nobody – no credit. So I'll, I'll, I'll take the over. They won't win division. I mean, I wanted to make this comment that the AL East is probably the hardest division to predict one through four. But five, it's like really easy who five is going to be in this division. Probably yeah, yeah. one in the whole league. So Yeah, I'm going, I'm going over as well. I think this team is – they're – until something happens, like until they don't do it, I see this team consistently winning 90 games. And like you said, I'm excited to see Wander Franco in his first full season in the big leagues. I actually picked him in fantasy baseball this year, last night in our draft. So hoping you he stole, does. You, you stole him away from me because I was yeah. looking at him. I'm hoping but... he does well. You know, he's single-handedly reigniting the MLB card market. People are going crazy trying to get their hands on some Wander Franco stuff. So He's kind of the next big thing, potentially. Uh, next he's been, team. He's been the prodigy, you know. He's we been got the- Boston now. Boston, you ready for some Boston? The yeah. Let's go Boston. Uh, their over-under win total is at 85 and a half, uh, plus 550 for the division, plus 1,100 for the American League, and plus 2,200 for the World Series. Another 90-game winner last year. Lineup remains pretty much the same, except they did add Trevor story in free agency toward the end of free agency. Uh, they're probably going to play him at second base instead of shortstop with Bogarts there at short. Uh, I think a big thing for this team this year is Bobby Dahlback. He's going to have to step it up at first base. You know, he wasn't great last year uh, after his call up. Can Trevor story, you know, rebound in Boston. He had a little bit of a down year last season. Uh, and you know, that might've been part of the reason that it took for, took him a while to sign in free agency. He wasn't one of the first guys off the board by any means, um, in terms of their rotation, Chris sale suffered a stress fracture in his rib cage during the lockout. There's actually no timetable for his return right now. 
He's been he, did, he did by by the way, he did pitch, I think it was a simulated game. Okay. But I think I don't I don't not a simulated game, but I think he, he feels better, but he can't pitch. He still feels pain. Yes, yeah, exactly. And he's so, yeah, he's I been mean, injured pretty consistently. Uh he's actually only had 61 regular season starts since 2018. They if they want uh have if they want to have any chance to win this division, this loaded division. They're going to need him at, at full force. You know, if you look at their rotation without him right now, it's number one, Nathan Avaldi, who I like. I think he's one of the more underrated pitchers in the game. Uh, Nick Pavetta, Tanner Houck, Michael Waka, and Rich Hill. You know, they lose uh, Edward Rodriguez, who didn't even pitch last year. Uh, he's in Detroit now. So they really yeah, need Chris he, he got the He got the bag at Detroit. We're talking about a big bag. Man, I, was, man was like, I'm taking another COVID year, like, Granted, sorry I said COVID, but you know, he he. I think he had myocarditis because I yes. drafted him last year, and yep. he was just like, "Yeah, I'm getting the bag." And you know, Detroit is one of those teams that kind of has to overpay in free agency. But um, in terms of you know the rotation, they need Chris Sale point blank period. Um, they're I bullpen. I want to make a bet with you before you continue. Yeah. Uh, Chris Sale over four ERA this season. You think? Yep. Okay. I mean, I know the Yankees have owned him in the past. Not, not no, just in general. He'll have an over four ERA just like for the season. Okay. I mean, that's fair. We'll see how many starts he gets in. Are you, are you, are you taking the under or are you taking the over? I'm taking the over. Yeah. I mean, he's up there in age. He's been around for a while. Haney's coming off another injury. I think that's fair. I would go over as well. He got rocked when he came back. He was getting blocked. Like we're talking, the boy was getting put into absolute panic and you know he's he's one of those pitchers that i don't understand how people can hit him he's got he's so long and tall and got a funky rotation he comes especially for a lefty i have no idea how a lefty hits him it looks like the ball is probably coming from behind you right-handers i understand it a little bit more it's probably pretty easy to see the ball at coming out of his hands with where he where his release point is but he's just so funky and He's got nasty stuff, throws gas. He, I don't know how you can hit the guy, but yeah, he did get shelled last year. Against the Orioles. We're talking about the Orioles. This is not like the Orioles when they had Chris <laughs> Crush Davis and uh, who was the second baseman? Jonathan Scope. Scope, yeah. That was yeah, the last time they were good. Like, uh, I mean, my take on this team is what do you need from Bobby Dahlbeck? Like, really? You have professional hitters in this lineup. When I say professional hitters on this podcast, I mean dudes who like who like rake. Like the perfect example of a professional hitter is like Michael Brantley. He's yep. like freaking 40 and it doesn't matter. He's gonna hit over 300 and he's gonna get on base. That's a professional hitter. Alex Verdugo is a professional hitter. Agreed. I drafted him in fantasy yesterday. I was about to pick him too. Professional hitter. So like the lineup one through six is fine. And I mean they bring back Jack Bradley Jr. He's great defensively, and you know that. And they, they, they did that because last year the Red Sox had the worst defense in baseball. They had a uh, 659 defensive efficiency, which was worse than the bigs. So, yeah, Jackie that's, Bradley that's, yeah. is going to be a nice addition to that defense. Bullpen-wise, I'd give him a B. Uh, not a top-tier bullpen, but it's not a weakness. You know, last year they ranked sixth in American League bullpen ERA. And then fifth in bullpen FIP. Closer spots in flux. Um, and who was it for them that started out really well? And then Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, yeah. 
So yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't, I was reading that Matt Barnes's velocity is down for his fastball and that, uh, the manager Cora, Alex Cora said that, uh, that they're probably going to start the season out with a committee. And I think that's going to be more of a trend in baseball that we're going to have closers by committee instead of just like one guy. And I personally like that. And so, yeah. And I mean, for this team, I mean, their bullpen's all right. I mean, the biggest thing is Jackie's going to be able to man that outfield. That's one of the hardest outfields in all of baseball to, to cover because of the dimensions and mm-hmm. the cuts of the walls. So I think it's Jackie, very hard outfield, yeah. And I think Jackie can play all three. And I mean, he has experience out there. It's not like he's not played in Boston before. So they'll be fine. And I mean, they'll be okay. And I mean, their farm system, we'll go into their farm system. They got Marcelo Meyer. Who got him last year, right? He, he's he. I saw some clips of him in spring training, and he had some big league quality at bats. Guy sees the ball really well. He's like 18, right? Yeah, he's very young, and they, they have, have him right now that. projected to come up in 24. Obviously, right now there's not a spot for him in in the in that infield, but there's no spot in that infield regardless. You probably trade bait because you think about it like that. What are you going to do with Xander? Xander's probably. <laughs> Xander's probably your shortstop, you know, your franchise shortstop. You can't play third because Devers is at third. Yeah. And then Thor, you just gave him five. So unless you're going to be able to move Story's contract, which the Rockies couldn't do that last year. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if you look at their lineup right now, that two through five, two through six of Devers, Bogarts, Martinez, Story, and Verdugo, that's a murderer's row. And then if you one get through six, one through six, and then, then Kike, and, and then if you get Dahlbeck to have a good season, you know, because every year it takes those breakout guys. If he if he steps up, man, this this could be a juggernaut. I mean, and then you know Tristan Casas probably coming up this year. Uh, Jer- Jared Duran, they need to have a he needs to be better this year. I don't think he's very popular amongst Red Sox fans after last season. One of their top prospects, he has to have a good season, uh, but. There are numbers at 85 and a half, which to me seems kind of low, especially if Chris Sale can come back and be himself, which we both maybe don't think that's possible. I'm going to take the – I'm going over 85. I'm taking, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the over. They're, they're, uh, they're, uh, their pitching staff, one through five, isn't like – you're going to read it and there's not many names, you see, but they have professional pitchers, like dude who just know how to pitch. Like Rich Hill, to me, is a professional pitcher. That's like the professional hitter. Like Rich Hill will finish out like 15 and 10 or 13 and 12. But those 13, those 12 starts he loses, it's because of run support or because they can't put like they can't put up runs. He'll have his couple bad starts, but he just knows how to pitch. He's like 40 or something. He's old as hell, but but he just knows how to pitch. He's a Michigan guy. There's a reason, you know, guys like that have been in the league for so long. So so is Michael Walker. Michael Walker is also a professional pitcher. He's been there, he's been in big games, like they have experience. They just they like the front end stuff, but I mean, yep, they'll be they'll be trade candidates middle of the year that you'll be able to trade, and their farm system's deep, so I'll take the over. Yep. So we're both going over on Boston. Um, next team up, which this is going to be an interesting conversation. I think this is one of the most talked about teams in baseball heading into the season. They missed the playoffs by a single game last year, and it is the Toronto Blue Jays whose over-under win total stands at 92.5, which is the highest in the American League East. This will be their first full season in Toronto since 2019. So, you know, finally back into their friendly confines at home in Toronto. They do lose Marcus Simeon, which 
you know, with the season he had last year is, is a huge loss. You know, I don't know if you're ever going to get uh, that will probably be Mar- Marcus Simeon's career year looking back on, you know, 10 years from now when we're looking back. Oh, on wait, 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 come on. You're calling Marcus Simeon's career year that year. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I don't know. His, if he's his, never be that good his, his Oakland years were way better. <laughs> he was in Oakland for that one year and he was third in the MVP race. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that, that, that Oakland, Oakland Marcus undefeated. All right. So you're a little bit higher on him than I, than I am. Um, if you look at their lineup, it's pretty much the, they bring in Matt Chapman from Oakland in that trade. He had a down year offensively, but he's, I, I would say he's the best offensive third baseman in the big leagues. Um, I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. I, I think that's Matt Chapman trade is supremely underrated. And, and there's because, because that lineup he is stacked in. He is stacked between a bunch of bats. Like, think about it: one through seven, one through one through one, nine through actually nine through seven, nine through six. That lineup is a hard pitch, and he's put in between Vladdy, Teoscar, Bichette, Springer. Like he's gonna have some easy numbers. Like last year, he was put in between like Matt Olson, but there wasn't really other guys that inflict, you know, fear in you. That is fearful. Exactly. And you know, George Springer is one of those guys that has He'll struggled. With him. I think back, I think yeah. he's gonna bounce back. He's one of those guys that's just a professional hitter. Uh, Bichette, you know, hopefully he's a little bit better defensively this year. Vlad coming off. Would have, which would have been an MVP season in any other year that Otani wasn't playing. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez, I think him and Guriel Jr. are going to have to have, are going to have to replicate the, you know, all star quality seasons they had last year. Teoscar wasn't, was an all star. So, um, you know, Biggio coming off an injury uh, and then Danny Jansen and Tapia, you know, their lineup is up there with some of the best in the big leagues. So, yeah, it's going to be, Really, it's going to come down to their pitching and their bullpen. They lose Robbie Ray. Um, their rotation is deep. What are you talking about? They got Jose Juan, Kosman two, who pitched great in San Francisco. That's their big signing. Hujin Ryu is a professional pitcher. <laughs> Alec Manoa had a had a good year last year in his rookie season, second year in the bench. And Kikuchi's always been, you know, a decent pitcher out in Seattle. Granted, well, Ryu's been on the downswing the last three seasons. Granted, Kikuchi's been in the AL West, and that's one of the easiest divisions to pitch in because the parks are huge and they're not that good of a hitters. You only really go through Houston. Right. Um, uh, and then their bullpen. It, it was probably their weakness. You know, Jordan Romano is solid. He's really good. But then you got like Adam Simber, Trevor Richards. What are you going to get from Nate Pearson this year? The You know, he was a rookie last year, flamethrower. The biggest question is their – their bullpen and you know they don't have they don't have great prospects you know jordan groshans mlb the show god last year early on in the game uh probably not going to make it up this year anyway he's a middle infielder they don't have anyone in their top five in terms of prospects that's a pitcher so i don't know maybe this team makes a move for some a bullpen arm toward the deadline they have assets now they did trade austin martin and simeon woods richardson last year um to Minnesota for Barrios. Barrios, he's going to have to have like a Cy Young quality season for this team, I think, to, to like win a title. Um, 
I, I would say I think they're probably the best team in the American League, uh, American League East, that is. Uh, and, you know, the odds reflect it. They're favorites to win the division at plus 175, plus 450 to win the American League, which I think is a little ridiculous, and then plus 900 for the title. Um, so what do you, where are you leaning for this team, over or under 92 and a half? I'll take over 92 and a half. I think they're good enough. Their lineup's too good, and they have the pitching. And I think being back home in Toronto will actually benefit them a lot. You know, they won't be a displaced team. It's just a bullpen. And, I mean, bullpen arms are always available at the deadline. It just depends how much of a price you want to pay. And, I mean, prospects, you know, we call it the 17th best form system in baseball. But, you know, that's all, you know, relative to what each team believes. Yeah. And you can easily skyrocket up those rankings with the the team. With the trade or with a freaking, you know, or we're just moving somebody or just like, like I said, it's all relative. So I'll take the over, but I don't, I don't know if they'll win the AL. I mean, I am actually going to go. They're still young. If you think about it, they haven't been to the playoffs. The only dude with like playoff experience in that lineup is Chapman and Springer. Yep. And, you know, Springer's got to be a leader in that locker room. I, I don't see it. And Ryu, 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 Gossman. But if you're talking about big, big games, only Springer and Ryu are the guys with, like, experience. Yeah. And Barrios has pitched in the playoffs, but I think he only yeah. has one postseason start in Minnesota. We're talking big games. Against the Yankees. I'm actually going to go under 92 and a half. I, I think we're going to see some regression from guys like Teoscar Hernandez and Guriel. Um, The back, like, bottom three of that lineup, I think, raises some question marks. I don't think – you know, Vlad is great. Can he replicate last season? I don't know. I mean, he had a MVP quality year. It's hard to get yeah. much, much better than that. He, he's got a slight regression, you know, but, and then, you know, the top two in that rotation is solid, but are guys like Ryu, Manoa, and Kikuchi going to pull through? That's a huge question mark for me. The bullpen's a weakness and they're in the toughest division in the big league. So I'm actually going to go under, could be a slight under. I can still see them winning like 90, 91, 92 games, but that, that would still go under. Wouldn't be shocked if they are like they'll push a they'll push hundred, in my opinion. Okay. okay. I, I still think they're gonna make the playoffs, maybe as a wild card, especially with that you know third wild card this season. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go under. All right, next team. Uh none other than the New York Yankees. Their win total is at 91 and a half. They're plus 195 to win the division. They're plus 475 to win the American League. And they are plus 900 to win the World Series. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of a Yankee tax on those odds just because so much of the public are Yankee fans. They're going to, they're like the Cowboys. They're the team that everyone's going to bet on. Uh, Their overwind total, their division odds, their league odds, their Super Bowl or World Series type odds. They're just a very public team to bet on. So they're always going to have inflated odds. Um, Let's cut the bullshit. What do you, What do you think? What do you think? Just like just Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees go. obviously. So just speak your mind. What do you think? What are you trying to tell Steinbrenner? What's going on, man? What's going yeah, on? So the Yankees this offseason decided to not sign any of the big free agents like they usually have in years past. Uh, How do you feel? Come on, just go, come I, on. I think like this, most Yankees. This, ther- this is a therapy yeah. session. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't think. Oh. Uh, I don't think that the uh, general Yankee fan base is very excited for this season compared to years past. We're definitely way more pessimistic than we have been in years past. 
you know, re-signing Anthony Rizzo is, is great. He's, he's a good first baseman, but he's not a Freddie Freeman or a Matt Olson. You know, those were the first two guys that people that Yankees fans wanted this offseason. Didn't get either. Josh Donaldson at third base is very interesting coming over in that trade from, from Minnesota. You know, he comes with a high price tag. He's up there in age. He has been tearing it up in spring training, but you never really know what you're going to get from Josh Donaldson at this stage in his career. You know, is he an upgrade from Gio Rochella? You know, defensively, meh. offensively, yeah. Gio wasn't very good last season. Um, we're getting Aaron Hicks back. I think that's going to be big. Uh, no more Brett Gardner. You know, Brett Gardner played way too many games last year. That's just a fact. Glaber Torres finally sliding over to second base instead of shortstop. We saw how well he did toward the back half of last season uh, when he was playing second instead of shortstop. Just takes away so much stress, um, having to worry so much about defense because he's just not a shortstop. Unfortunately, he has to play second base, so I think we're going to see a much better year from Glaber than we did last season. And then, you know, the main thing is Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa playing shortstop. We got him from Minnesota. Um, it's a huge upgrade defensively. I can't deny that. Is he going to be anything offensively? That remains to be seen. It's hard to get excited about him offensively, but I think defensively this team is going to be much better than we were last year. And it was a huge weakness for us. I think the main thing is re-signing Judge. Uh, and there was just some news that dropped uh, that he actually might be re-signing as we speak. Um, Do you want him back? Huh? Do you want him back? Yeah, come on, you got. He's been our best player for the past three seasons. Um, kind of, he is the face of our franchise. He's one of the biggest names in baseball. Yeah, you got to resign him. Give the guy a contract. I just hope it's not like one of those massive ten-year deals because the guy's already thirty. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think the Yankees have been quite. The Yankees have been trying to be more shrewd in their moves, um, instead of giving out these massive contracts like they did to Jacoby Ellsbury and Alex Rodriguez. Like we don't want to make those mistakes again. They're trying to be like Tampa. They're trying to do some Tampa shit, you know. Which is a little ridiculous. Like we have tons of money, spend it, Uh, and Judge is deserves every penny of whatever contract he gets. If he's you think? Oh, because this is going to lead to a whole debate that we'll have for a separate podcast once the season starts. That I think we're going to talk about Judge's legacy. Like, where do you rank him as your best Yankees? Or like, because always like on these Yankees teams, there's always like that guy. I mean, he's not so, an he's not an all time great yet. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't even made a World Series. Okay, so there you go. So so you don't you don't you don't put him up there with the Jeters, not with Jeter, but like oh, God, in that no. class in that in that class. Because some fans just would suck him off, man. Like they they don't care. They're like Aaron Judge, have my kids. Like, no, you know, not in that discussion at all yet. He hasn't won anything, but he has the potential to, you know. Yeah, but but, but, but when are we going to see it? When are we going to see it? Like, every year he does good, but then he can't, like, he's, it's like, I saw him with the curveball. He's still been struggling with the curveball. He's been better, but still, he just swings at it. You know, like, come on, man. Like, he, uh, he struggles with, like, the cutters away, low and away. And yeah. Low, low. He just struggles anything low. But, I mean, he was a top five MVP guy last season. Like, he's one of the best players in the game. Top five MVP to get knocked out of the playoffs routinely in the first round. He can only control so much in baseball. It's not like basketball where Kevin Durant can just take over a series. And if you have the best guy. Fernando Tatis took over, man. you got to give some respect to that. What has he won? He's 
He's in. He's getting in motorcycle accidents, multiple motorcycle accidents. His, team's, his, his team's gone deeper in the playoffs. Last year? Yeah. Well, the year before that. They lost in the division series in 2020. So did we. And then was, last year we lost were, oh. the wild card. I don't even think the Padres made the playoffs last year. No, they didn't. I thought they went to the championship series two years ago. Uh, they've, never, they've never won it. No. They're, okay, okay. But, but, but still, he's like younger than Judge and he's already in the DS. All right. But let's get back. Well, that, that, that's a debate for another podcast, you know. We see that the. I think another thing with the Yankees is Joey freaking Gallo, who couldn't have had really a worse. He had his moments, but last year, I, I think Yankee fans really didn't go too fond of the guy striking out almost every at bat, but then he gets the occasional walk. <coughs> the freaking analytical nerds just go crazy for guys like Joey Gallo, who like just Adam, watching the guy play, he kind of sucks. But Adam, Adam Dunn. Um, Chris Davis <coughs> he's in that conversation, but these freaking analytical guys, and I, you know, like and he's I, good at defense. He goes good at defense, good at covering defense. Supposedly, I, I, yeah, I think analytics definitely need to be used in baseball. But there's some people that, like, that's all they they follow. They don't watch the games. Like, sure, Joey Gallo gets on base, but de- uh, I, he hits like 200, sub 200, like. I know, and then people will be like, average shouldn't even be a thing anymore, blah, blah, blah. I just hey. very frustrating to watch your, you know, the, the guy that's third in your lineup get out almost all the time. You know what matters before we go into our predictions? What? They got two things. They have my guy Jason Dominguez coming up soon. In two Not years. this season. And then they got my boy Nestor Cortez. That's my guy. I love Nestor. A Yankee fan favorite. So in terms of farm system, like Anthony Volpe, our shortstop, who's the number eight prospect in all of baseball. I think that's why we didn't make any moves for like Trevor story or Correa. Like this guy's got a lot of pressure on him. You know, kind of Falefa is probably going to be a stopgap guy this season. And then we're going to see Volpe um, this year or next year, maybe this year. Um, Well, kind of Falefa can play a bunch of positions. Yeah. He's He's a, yeah. the, The Yankees are putting a lot of stock in Volpe. Um, Dominguez, we won't see for a few years. Um, and yeah, we didn't even talk about the rotation. You know, you forgot about, you forgot about DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu still a Yankee. Yeah, he is. Um, he's probably gonna, he's gonna play everywhere this year. DH, second, yeah. short, not nah, probably not short, first base, third base. He's gonna play everywhere. There's gonna be a lot of rotation. Right. He was bad last year. You know, there's no other way to put it. All right. So then let me ask you this question Are you Boone in or are you a Boone out? Uh, I've been Boone out for thank God. Thank I've been Boone out for the past couple of years, but you know the Yankees front office seem to want somebody that will is a yes man and will do whatever they say. Look at the analytics, um, but oh, yeah, it's gonna another few seasons of watching Aaron Boone manage this team, and I think that is he's gonna cost them a couple a few games. You know, he's worth two to three wins or losses every single season. Just how bad he is uh, as manager. <laughs> Rotation wise, Garrett Cole, can he be good without sticky stuff? Uh, Jordan mids. This this rotation is straight mids. I'm just getting to the chase. Montgomery, Severino coming back off Tommy John. I think he's going to have a comeback here. Jamison Tyone is eh. Nestor Cortez. I mean, there's no way Nestor Cortez, as much as I like the guy, is going to be as good as he was last season. Bullpen, it's it's solid. You know, B plus is Loisaga. What are you talking about? Nestor Cortez is the third best pitcher you guys have. Is Loisaga going to be 
as elite as he was last season? Can the starters give some uh, length and not burn out the bullpen, which it kind of did get burnt out last year. You know, guys like Chad Green, no Zach Britton this season, uh, Chapman another year at the closing spot. Although I think there could be some rotation with Loisaga for that closer spot. Overall, wait, 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 wait where did Britton go? He's injured. You got did, he have T- did he have TJ? Yeah. Oh fuck, that's that's what I remember now. Yeah. So we're without him, that's a pretty big loss. Um, overall, B plus bullpen. It's not a weakness. And then, you know, we'll probably make a few trades and get some random guys that just the Yankee scouting department end up, you know, being good. Play you're, home you're, last year. You're Mike, Ta- you're Mike Talkman. You're uh, Gio. You're Shella. Yep, 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 yep. You're taking the over or the under at 91 and a half. I'm, a, I'm actually absolutely a bull- – I'm going to go into DraftKings right now and I'm going to bet the under. I think 91 and a half is way too high for this team. Yeah, I'm taking the under. I don't really like this uh, this edition of the Yankees, to, not going to lie. I'm no. not a huge fan of this team. Aaron Boone kept saying that we're better than last year. I don't see it. I don't see it either. Just on paper right now, I don't see like – I clearly see right now because, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but clearly right now I see – Number one is Tampa or Toronto, then three and four, and I lean three being Boston, four being the Yankees, and then fifth is Baltimore. So, yeah, do we even need to talk much about Baltimore? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll touch it on quick, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll go quick, you know. Baltimore's back this season, you know, no ambition at all this year, you know. They don't have anything to look forward to unless you want to talk about Adley Rushman, who is expected to make his debut this season. He's injured. And, but he's injured, so all of the Orioles fans can take a sigh. Um, in the rotation, a bunch of journeymen. John Means, I mean, is the only big notable guy. Do they move him? I don't know what's up with that. He's, he's decent. He started off hot last year, then he just kind of fizzled out. In the lineup, you got a couple professional hitters and Ryan uh, Trey Mancini. He's pretty good. Our guy Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins. Will he be back again? Hopefully, hopefully. But um, yeah, the you're just looking into the future. You're just trying to suck. Bullpen sucks. They so you're so you're just going for uh, Andrew Jones. If you're um, if you're a Orioles fan, I think the things you have to look forward to this season are definitely, or if you're just a fan in general, why would you tune into any Blue Jays? Or, uh, look, or, look, 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 look. If you're an Orioles fan, just save your fucking money and just drive down to Bowie, go to the Bay Sox game, and go watch the, the young guys play. Go watch Grayson. Go watch Gunner. We're going to see Adley at, in the big leagues this year. We're going to see. Want, if, if you want a title, just go watch the Triple A team. The Triple A team probably will out get more wins in the Orioles this year there. Yeah. I mean, you're going to see Rushman. You're going to see Rodriguez two top six prospects in baseball. Gunnar Henderson, probably not this year, unfortunately, but he's another top prospect. Like this team has a bright future, right? Like they have the pieces in place. It's not like other franchises where there's no clear vision. Like the Orioles are going to be solid in, in the near future. Um, can Cedric Mullins have another great year? Ryan Mountcastle in the second full season. I guy I really like. I drafted him in fantasy. Mancini, can he bounce back? Santander, will he, uh, you know, have a? He wasn't good last year. Can he bounce back, or will he become trade bait? They signed Rudin Odor uh, and Robinson Chirinos. Like, they're not great. Okay, uh, but what they're going to, to be better than they, last year, right? 
what are they trying to do? They're trying to bring back Texas, the Texas Rangers from back in the day when they had Robinson Chirinos and uh, Rugen Odor, and Rugen Odor was punching Jose Batista in the face on second base. Yeah, so this team is – they're going to be better than last year, right? They were the worst team in baseball. There's no way they're going to be that bad. Their win total is 62 and a half, and we don't even need to get into the division and AL. We're hammering the under. We're hammering the under. We're going under. Now, what's your final standings? Go. You're going under. I'm going to go over 62 and a half. I think it'll be better than last year. My final standings, I'm going to go – I got Tampa winning the the division. I got the – I got the Blue Jays. No, actually – Okay, one Tampa, two Boston, three Toronto, four New York, and five I'm going uh, with the Orioles. All right, I'll go different than you. I said I'll go Tampa, uh, I'll go Toronto one, Boston two, Tampa three, New York four, uh, Baltimore five. Different. At okay. first I had, I had it inverted, but I think Boston on paper looks good. Yeah, I think boss. I think yeah. So that's that, the east. That's the that's east. The east. We'll go central now. Yeah, and this is a not a, not as good of a division. I don't think there's any. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off. We got the uh, White Sox. I'll take this division. We'll kick it off. White Sox projected rotation. You got uh, Lance Lynn as your ace, who unfortunately has a, a tear. In his knee, and he will be out for six to eight weeks. I read. Yes. Uh, Lucas Giolito is your second man. Dylan Cease three, Dallas Keuchel four, Michael Kopech five. So it's essentially, they uh, traded out Carlos Rodon, who has lots of team in free agency to go to San Francisco, who we'll get him later. They're doing that to introduce Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech. And their lineup will have my guy, probably the best shortstop in the game. Somebody fight me. Uh, Tim Anderson at lead. He's suspended, though. He will die on that Tim Anderson hill. He is suspended, though, if you did not know that. He will, wow. not, play, he will not play the first two games of the Tiger series this weekend. Why is he suspended? He had, I think it was like he, he was something with the ump last year that the suspension carried over this year. So he is not playing for the first two games of the season. Luis Robert at two. After a full year in the bigs, we'll see what he does in the sophomore year. Jose Abreu at first base. Yuan Moncada, we expect both expect to bounce back correct. Great hitter, but uh, average doesn't show. He hasn't lived up to the top prospect in baseball hype that he had when he was in Boston. Well, he does everything else right. He just hasn't hit very well, average-wise. Yep. Eloy, we'll, we'll expect big, big bombs from Eloy, who is hot to finish out the year. Yep. Yes, Yasmani Grandal, also a professional on-base guy. Gavin Sheets, really like him. He'll be your DH. Josh Harrison, just another journeyman who finds his way on rosters. I can't believe and, he's still in the league, to be honest. And Leroy Garcia. Now, for your bullpen, we got Liam Hendricks is going to close out. They signed Joe Kelly, which was a big signing, which kind of made Craig Kimbrell uh, expendable. Also, I forgot to mention one of the bigger moves was that they traded for A.J. Pollock for Craig Kingle for A.J. Pollock. And sadly, Garrett Crochet is out for the year. He yeah. will have P.J. So the bullpen's still good, just not as deep as it was. Their form absolutely stinks. Yeah, they have the worst farm in baseball, actually. But that's because they, they graduated so many guys recently. 
to the big. Yeah, they graduated Robert, Eloy, Gavin Sheets. They also have Andrew Vaughn, who's an impact bat off the bench. Yep. He'll be competing for that DH spot. And so their uh, DraftKings has them at 91 and a half. And this division is dog shit with the likes of Kansas City, Cleveland, Detroit, and Minnesota. Not as dog shit as usual. They're the class of the division. They're the class of the division, but that's asterisk because all these teams pretty much got better. This is a sneaky division. And, you know, Minnesota been making moves. We'll talk about them. We'll see what happens with Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech. I, I mean, I'm not – I mean, they. we'll, we'll see. I, 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 what do you got, over or under for this team? Well, I think it's going to be an over. They'll beat up on some of the bad teams in their division. They're not as the, – the thing is, the teams aren't as bad. I know, I know. But they're still much better. Um, and it's really them in Minnesota. They do lose Rodon, right? But – this the regular. It's not about the regular season for the White Sox. They're going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to win the division. I mean, they're minus one ninety five favorites to win the division. So you know, Vegas is pretty in lockstep with us. I think they're the class of the division. Um, you know, how is Kopech going to fare in the rotation? How will they replace Rodon? But they haven't won a playoff series since two thousand five when they won the World Series. It's it's a matter of the playoffs for this team and. I, I just don't see him. I, I don't see this team being much better than it was last year, unless you get internal improvement. It's not like they made many moves. They're was, bad defensively. They're very bad defensively. Yeah, their outfield is really bad defensively. Um, they're, 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 their outfield is literal NFL linebackers. Eloy <laughs> <laughs> you know Jimenez does not deserve to be in the freaking outfield. Eloy Jimenez is screaming out to be a DH and they throw him in left field. It's. Maybe that's why they got AJ Pollock. But I mean, one of the things we got to talk about really quickly before we move on is I think they tipped their hand this weekend by trying because they were in the race for uh, Manaya and they didn't end up getting him. Yeah. I think that kind of tips their hand. Either way, like with Lynn or without Lynn, that you think they you think they think that their rotation's too weak. Not weak, but I think they need like reinforcements because I think Kopech. Kopech could be a really good bullpen guy, or because he's pitched last year. But I mean, yeah, I, I mean they tip their hand. I don't think they're as confident, and they'll need help for that fifth starter. I see, this team, yeah, I see this team being a team that's heavily involved in the deadline. Now the only problem is they don't have prospects to trade. So, well, they got well, they got a uh, is uh, I think cousin or brother. I'm not sure. Yeah, they, they they do a lot of work on the international market, so. They have some international guys that they'll yeah that some teams will be higher on. It's like going back to the Yankees, it's like a lot of teams are scared to trade with the Yankees because of their prospect and development system that they don't think they'll replicate the success in different environments. So teams are kind of warded off by trying to trade with them. And they also just don't want to make the Yankees better. You know, that's another thing. But yeah, but we're not ninety one and a half. You see, the problem is with the, this division, the division's gotten stronger, like very strong. Like I think Detroit's, I think Detroit has clearly shown, and we'll talk about them, that they're ready to make that push. Uh, Cleveland will have strong pitching. Uh, Kansas City's also a sleeper as well. And Minnesota, yeah, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the over. They'll get like 92, 93, but I think 91 is about right. Yeah. I I agree. 
Uh, this team is – they're just – they're they're going to win the division. They're going to win 95 games. Uh, I'm going over as well. All right, what about Minnesota? So, Minnesota, Joe's team. Shout out Joe. Shout out got, Joe. They made, a, they made a trade this offseason to get a frontline starter from Cincinnati, Sonny Gray, who hasn't been – has been decent, above average. They yeah, not, not New York. I'll just say that. Not New York. But he's been big, good everywhere else. Big, big up and down in Cincinnati. He'll go through stretches that he'll be great and then just stretches that me and my buddies text like, what's going on? Yep. Uh, Dylan Bundy at two, former top prospect, hasn't lived up to the hype. Absolutely. Bounced, bounced around through Baltimore and Los Angeles. Bailey Ober, young guy, Joe Ryan. Louis Thorpe, and they also signed Chris Archer to a one-year, $3 million contract that can go up to $8 million in incentives. The lineup, they got Byron Buxton, who's healthy after signing that. Did he sign that fat contract? Yeah, he signed a fat contract. So he, yeah, he, he signed that fat contract. He'll be out at center. Luis Aramies at DH. Carlos Correa, the big money signing at shortstop. With it's like a three year deal or whatever with opt outs after every single season. So yeah, yeah, he's I, it seems like he kind of like hesitantly signed that deal, and he's not fully invested in Minnesota. Now that's just my speculation. The market, well, the market dried up. The money dried up really quick. Like when the Yankees weren't spending, and a lot of teams weren't spending, the market dried up. So Minnesota actually gave him a big bag. Jorge Polanco is that second now. Miguel Sano, most inconsistent hitter. You either get straight <laughs> bombs or just below 200. Max Coupler at right. Gary Sanchez also was traded in the uh, Josh Donaldson trade over. He will be a catcher. Gio Rochelle is going to be at third. And Alex Kirloff at left field. Bullpen is trash. Yeah. Their farm system reads out. It actually didn't make some work. They actually, I actually like their farm system. Very underrated. They got uh, Royce Lewis, Austin Martin, Jose Miranda, Joe Ryan, and Jordan Blazovich. Blaz- uh, so we're finally going to see Royce Lewis this year, the high school prospect. He was like the top three overall pick a few years back. He, Austin- was, he, was, he was number one, I think. Yeah. Austin Martin from Vanderbilt. Who's, we're unsure about him defensively, whether he's going to – he's not going to be a shortstop for this team, so he'll probably be stuck in the outfield. But he's he can be an elite bat. I think he is underrated. Um in terms of like prospects that people are coming up, he's not in the top 50 prospects wise, um, but he's, he's 52nd overall. I think he's, he's going to be a great player in the big leagues. I think any, there's a lot of those Vanderbilt guys that, you know, Brian Reynolds, JJ Blade, uh, Tony Kent, like, and then pitching obviously is a whole other story with many guys, but many guys are good in the bigs. And I think Austin Martin is going to be a um, a huge uh, addition for this twins outfield. So I actually, you know, I actually like this Twins team. Now, you talked about their pitching. Let's be honest. Their rotation sucks. Um, their bullpen is atrocious. So this, you know, Kenta Maeda, their quote-unquote ace, is out for the season with Tommy John. Uh, Randy Dobnak, their huge reliever, out 60-day injured list. Um, I think big thing for Minnesota is just staying freaking healthy. You know, Byron Buxton – is like an MVP type of player if he can just stay healthy. He's only played 92 games once in his seven-year MLB career. Uh, and then, you know, Correa brings in a lot of playoff experience. He's played 16 playoff series throughout his seven-year career. The Twins have played 17 since moving to Minnesota in 1961. So Correa brings a winning pedigree to a team that hasn't won, period. Uh, they have a huge postseason losing streak. I think 
I don't think that matters. I think they still won't make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think they're going to make the playoffs because this pitching is just atrocious. It just is. They, they might put up 10 runs and still lose. Yes. Uh, I don't know how this team is going to get outs, to be quite fair. And that, I don't know how good this team will be defensively because they have Gary Sanchez and Miguel Sano. Yep. You know, they Gio made some... is good defensively, and Gio's good, and Buxton is good, but I don't know how they get outs. <laughs> I think Curry is good defensively too, but G- Gary Sanchez is not. Now he's made improvements, but I'm kind of happy to see him off the Yankees. Their, their win total is 81 and a half. They've been getting some hype uh, this offseason. They're plus 500 to win the division, plus 2,500 to win the American League, and plus 5,500 to win the World Series. 81 and a half seems a little bit high with the way this rotation looks. And just because I can see this team giving up eight to 10 runs a game, I'm going under. I'm, I'm, I'm going under as well. This team is very, very bad defensively and pitching-wise. So we will hammer the under. I mean, I don't get this team. Last year they were talking about trading Buxton, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, we're just going to give a fat contract. And, this, team, this team, and I'll tease it, this team might potentially be in the push and pee category. Okay. Okay, we'll get into that. They, yeah, they made a lot of splashes in the offseason, but that doesn't always translate to on-field success. Gio Urshela was a two, like a below 300 hitter in the Central when he was with the, the Indians. Yeah, Indians fans don't like Urshela because he sucked for them. So and now he's back in that division. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Let's talk some, let's talk some Tigers. Actually, finally fun to talk about the Tigers. Yeah, so I'll go right into it. They got big money signings, big money, big money. They definitely were one of the bigger cash splashers. They definitely went out and dropped a couple of Brinch trucks at a couple locations this offseason. <laughs> uh, Eduardo Rodriguez was one of their big signings. Uh, I think he's a good pitcher. Just depends if his heart condition is healed and is good. Assuming it is, like, he's good. We got year two of Casey Mize. Should see some improvement. Tyreek Skubal, quality. Underrated. Uh, underrated. Michael Pineda. Yeah, I don't know about him. And Matt, <laughs> Matt, and, and Matt Manning, who's also decent. Then mm-hmm. Willie Polralta. They have Akil Badu, Robbie Grossman. Our guy. I love Akil. Then they give Javi Baez a bag. He'll be the infield. Yeah, Jaime how do you feel about that? He wasn't very popular in New York. Jaime Candelario also is here. Jonathan Scope, professional hitter. Miguel Cabrera, more than a professional hitter. We'll see the debut of Spencer Tolkelson at first base. Hitting eighth is uh, ex-Red Tucker Barnhart, who is more of a veteran presence behind the plate. Great defensive uh, catcher. Really good hitter. And then they got Riley Green, who should be up, but he is hurt. So fractured his foot. He's one of the top prospects in baseball. He's the actually – so they have Torkelson, who's the fourth overall prospect, and Riley Green, who's the fifth overall prospect. Unfortunately, Riley Green's going to start out the season injured, uh, but Torkelson will be in the big league roster day one. So the, the, the future in Detroit's looking up. This might be the first season where they might make a leap and become a b- above 500 team. I mean, who knows? Torkelson has like the potential to be a top five bat in the league. He, he is that uh electric Tolkien's Tol- no 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 he is that dude he is that guy that, um, dude. that dude he 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 really do be he got pedigree I got I got reports I got sources who told me Tolkien's that dude trust yeah. me so they're exciting um 
will they will they do it is the main thing Casey Mize second season he's got a this is a make or break season for him is he going to be the number one guy ace in a rotation or are they going to have to move off of him, off of him and find somebody else I think this season we'll find that out Scoo Ball the lefty I, I like I drafted him in fantasy um, he's another young pitcher like the future is bright they have a solid bullpen I give like a B minus Andrew Chafin coming off a career year, got him from Chicago, Michael Fulmer on a little bit underrated. And then Gregory Soto, the all-star is going to be their closer. He kind of fell off toward the back half of last year, but he, he was an all-star. So their win total is 77 and a half. So Vegas is much higher on them than they were last year. I think their win total was like in the sixties last season. So, you know, everyone sees that Detroit could finally be good. Um, they're plus 750 to win the division, plus 2,800 to win the American League, and plus 6,500 to win the World Series. Where are you at? Over, under? I don't know. Only, I mean, only an over. Over, okay. Why? Because I think, cause I think they'll, get, they'll get 80 or something like that, 79 in divisions week. But I could see this is such a toss up. I don't. I don't really know. Did you go? You went under on the Twins, right? Hundred percent. So I'm going to go under on the Tigers. I just think seventy-seven and a half is a lot for a team that has a lot of unproven guys. You know, if if guys like Badu, uh, Condelario, and Scope are good and have solid years, then they could go over. But I could also see you know Badu regress significantly. Condelario and Scope be non-factors and Miguel Cabrera who's still playing baseball be a non-factor so even if Torkelson yeah. is really good like there's a lot of question marks in that lineup still Javier Baez another big question mark they splash the money on him but yeah give me the under again yeah I'm not I'm, I'm going back then <laughs> okay I don't, I don't I don't see it I don't see it Tucker Barnhart's not a good bat yeah no I don't think they have enough offense Javier Baez is probably one of the worst hitters in baseball like most overrated hitters, not worse, but overrated. He is a little dude, bit overrated. I don't love that, the signing for him. That that dude just swings at everything he sees. Yeah. Um, when he uh, when he hits it, oh great! But when he doesn't, he's super erratic. Next team. Oh, this is a team. The the Indian. No, sorry, the Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, I hope we don't get canceled. But the Guardians, we got Shane Bieber. Uh, Cal Quintrell, who pitched really good. Zach Plezak, who, if you guys remember, was caught breaking COVID protocols for going out with his boys in Chicago last year and, and then got demoted. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Aaron Savali, who was the uh, league leader in wins for a long period of time last year, and Tristan McKenzie. The problem is Tristan McKenzie will not be in the rotation to start out the season. Why? Uh, he was sick. And he hasn't had enough spring training. So they, he, he will start out in the pen. And they will move him back into the rotation throughout the year. Great. I drafted yeah. him in fantasy, and I did not know that. Yeah. I, that was one of the blurbs that I read. I was about to draft him too, but I saw he wasn't – he was going to start in the pen. Oh, great. Well, he's still still that guy. I like yeah, he's still that guy. I like McKenzie. You know, he, he got a lot of Andy connects. A lot of MLIB top 100, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, they got Miles Straw, who I really enjoy as a center fielder. Really this lineup bad. sucks. No, this lineup's actually decent. They're trading Jose Ramirez. I like Miles Straw. I like Ahmed Rosario. Jose Ramirez, 
probably going to be traded potentially. I heard to the Blue Jays, to the, uh, Blue Jays which would be a big move. That would be and a then, that would be a needle mover for my over under pick for Toronto. Yeah, that'd be over. Framel Reyes, just powered or nothing. Power, Bobby, yep. Bobby Bradley's decent, and I don't know any. I know Bradley Zimmer, Austin Hedges, Austin Hedges. Just defensively, yeah. This it's yeah. I don't. I don't I'm not really with this lineup. Uh, you got a good bullpen. Emmanuel yeah, Classe, Karinchak. Classe just got the bag. Karinchak has that nasty 12 to six curveball. It's a decent up and coming bullpen. They have really good arms. The problem is, how the hell are they getting on base? Yeah, their farm system is also pretty deep. They got, got, top, five, they got top five farm system in the bags. Yeah, they're pretty deep. They, 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 we know they develop really good arms. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, those arms have been developed, homegrown arms. And then I, I don't know. It's they got the third lowest payroll in the bigs. They're a push and pee candidate. They're not really trying to win. Uh, this but, they, they're no, in, but, they, but they have a good rotation. They do. They do. But does it matter? Yeah, because if you because you can just be the Mets from 2014 when the Mets. Would had freaking no hits. They're not on that caliber. It's not even close. Come on. You, you're not saying Shane Bieber's on that. The uh, on that he was a Cy Young guy. He was a Cy Young guy in a shortened season. So I don't really count the votes from that year. Oh wow, we got an asterisk. Big baseball guy. Yes, they played sixty games. Right, we'll just get to it. We're taking too long. Luke led the league in home runs, man. And we're then we traded him two years later. Yeah, he's on San Diego. We're taking too much damn time. On the Indians, uh, the- uh, uh, on these on these teams, yeah. over under seventy six. Uh, under they suck. Uh, I'll pick the under, but I think they won't be that far off. I think they're decent. I think they'll be decent, but this right. could be the beginning of the end. What about KC? I think the only story with KC is one Bobby Witt, Bobby Witt, Bobby Witt, the number one overall prospect in the Bigs, made the opening day roster. He'll be playing like third or short, and uh, that's it. I like Whit Merrifield. He's one of the more underrated players in the, in the big leagues, but he just plays in Kansas City, who stink. Uh, they, have, they have a quality. Um, they have a quality lineup. Oh, and they got my boy Amir Garrett. Yeah, man, they they're that they're they're hitting that over. I think his team can be sneaky good. Okay, uh, they're gonna have to have guys like Ben Attendee, Carlos Santana, Dozier, Michael Taylor step up. Santana's a professional hitter, so I'm they can run the bases. Man. You know, Whit Merrifield led the American League in stolen bases. Alberto Mondesi, super Jesse, fast. Taylor, Michael Taylor, yep, they got good, decent thought. They got the best, one of the best catchers in the big leagues. Hitting good farm system, good farm system. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be good, man. Like, come on, give them, give them over seventy four. Hammer yeah. that over. I hate Zach, Zach Greinke return to you, return to KC. Yeah, give me that over. Yeah, I'm going over on them too. We don't have to spend a ton of time, but I think they'll be better than Cleveland and possibly Detroit. They so, might be the second best team in the division. That's what I'm thinking. Um, with my rankings, I'm going to go White Sox first. I'm going to go KC, a bit of a surprise team. They're going to finish second. Detroit third. No, sorry. One, Chicago. Two, Kansas City. Three, Minnesota, four Detroit, and then the Guardians in fifth. Give me the White Sox at one. I'll take Casey as two, at two as well. Detroit at three. Go, oh, guy. Guardians uh, at uh, Twins. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah. You got Twins four, Guardians five? Yeah, I'm not a big Twins guy. This We're season. both out on the Twins pretty heavily. 
Sorry. Pretty heavily. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go, Let's to the- go out west. Let's go out west. We got to go talk about the team that shall not be named. They have Justin Verlander pitching, Fran Mir Valdez pitching, Luis Garcia, Jose, your Quiddy. And then they got Jake Odorizzi or Christian Javier. And That's Lions- an underrated rotation. Now, a big question yeah. mark is obviously how will Verlander look coming off Tommy John at age 39? Regression, regression candidate, regression candidate. Huge regression, regression candidate. candidate. If he can be somewhat of the pitcher he was, um, then yeah. But this team might be blowing it up. Jose Altuve and Garcia are really good arms. Jose Altuve hasn't been pitching, hasn't been hitting well. Michael Brantley, we don't need to talk about him. Professional hitter. Alex Bregman had a down year. Bad year last year. Jordan Alvarez. He's the best good. in the big leagues, in my opinion. Yeah, I wanted him in fantasy. I got Kyle Tucker there. Insane year last season. Can he back it up? Yoli Gurriel, also a professional hitter. He's like 40 and he hits like 310. Uh, And then you got Jeremy Pena uh, (laughs) filling in for Carlos Correa at shortstop. A lot of pressure. Solid bullpen. Um, Uh, Christian Javier, like farm system stinks. They've gotten worse, like, throughout the years, but they are still a good team. Like they made the ALCS last year. Right? Um, McCullers, no timetable on his return. Another arm that they're going to be without. Uh, is Pena ready to replace Correa? I don't think so. Um, and then it's probably Dusty Baker's last ride as manager, you know, 72 years old, never won a title. He's come close. Wait, no, they didn't they make the world series last year? Jesus. Yeah, they were in the World Series last year. I'm, I'm tripping. They were. Yeah, time out, time out, time out. I got breaking news. Um, Carlos Beltran. That's what I was. That was what I was alluding to last uh, earlier. He, he he fucked up supposedly now. Yeah, he leaked the judge extension. I saw Brian Oak, the Yankees beat writer, reported it. Uh, Twenty minutes. Dude, what's new? Carlos Beltran leaking stuff and giving stuff out. You know, stealing signs and what's new, man? Why? Why? Yeah, but. Astros, like, this team has gotten progressively worse throughout the years, but they're still good. Like, they still made the World Series last year. Their number's 91 and a half, and they're minus 175 to win the division. I wouldn't buy into that division at all. That's Those odds are that division, that This division has got a re- remodel and a renovation. I am hammering the under. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't – I think this is finally the year that we see Houston um, – get taken over in, in the West. They, I just don't see it this year. Um, they're line, you know, they're going to need Bregman to, to step up, but the rotation's a huge question mark and they're just not as good as they were last year. That's, that's a fact. Uh, so I'll go under and the division's gotten better, you know? Um, so let's talk Seattle. Cause I think this is America's team this season. Will they make, they have the longest postseason drought in American professional sports right now. They haven't made the playoffs since 2001 which was Albert Pujols' rookie season. But they made a lot of moves this offseason, and people are penciling this team in as a potential wild card or sneaky um, division winner. They got the best farm system in baseball. Julio Rodriguez, the number three prospect in all of the sports, uh, the outfielder is going to be in the opening day roster. Um, they signed Robbie Ray, American League Cy Young last season. Now, obviously, he's a huge regression candidate. Uh, they got Marco Gonzalez, who's eh, 
Chris Flexen, Logan Gilbert, and Matt Brash around at the rotation. So, like, there's a lot of question marks around that rotation. Um, in terms of the lineup, I actually like their lineup. You know, Adam Frazier from Pittsburgh, second baseman, all-star last year. Ty France, they brought over Jesse Winker in a trade from Cincinnati. I know you love Jesse Winker. Mitch Hanniger, Eugenio Suarez, J.P. Crawford, Kelnick, who I think is going to have to step it up last year. Um, one of the top prospects in the bigs, but didn't live up to the hype. Apparently, he reached out to Mark McGuire this offseason for advice, and they spoke. So, I don't know. Maybe he is now roided up and ready to go. Uh, but I think we're going to see Kelnick be a lot better this year than he was last year. Bullpen's really good. Um, guys you've probably never heard of. Uh, obviously, you've probably heard of Ken Giles, Sergio Romo, but the Romo's best. Romo's a stud. Romo's a stud. Paul Seawald and Drew Steckenrider are their closers. Um, they were, you know, emergent pitchers last year in 21. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, you know, Justice yeah. Sheffield, former Yankee top prospect. Yeah. They got a, the best farm system in the bigs. Obviously, they're graduating Julio Rodriguez. Um, they got the 11th prospect, Novelli Marte, a shortstop, not going to be there this year. George Kirby. Uh, number 32, right-handed pitcher is going to be there this year. Emerson Hancock, another guy. They have six top 100 prospects. So the future is bright, bright, bright in Seattle. I really like this team this year. I think they could win the division, actually. What What are your thoughts on the Mariners? I mean, this, this team has a lot of regression candidates, not going to lie. Um, Jesse Winker can be a regression candidate. Eugenio Suarez hasn't been the same dude since like three years ago. That's true. I like Toro a lot. J.B. Crawford's more defensive. Kyle Lewis is injured, so yeah. he's a good guy. I, I, I really don't – they got a lot. They'll have pitching, I mean, but they may need runs, so. They were really close. They made a deep run last year they did. Late, like, to make the wild card. They didn't quite make it, but. Um, 83 and a half. I think they'll get right under that, like 81-80 game. So I'll, I'll hammer the under on this team. Okay. Um, I'm going to go over 83 and a half. I will be rooting heavily for the Mariners this year, unless they're playing the Yankees. I like this team a lot. Next team. We got the Angels. Welcome to the show. The polarizing Los Angeles Angels. They, the polarizing. They suck. They <laughs> fucking suck. How do they and suck? Let me be honest. If you're a fucking Angels player, bro, you must hate your life playing just 162. Like, you've played no playoffs. Like, I swear to God. So we were there at that stadium, and I will say, I swear to God, the atmosphere was quite depressing. I swear to God, the Angels. I swear to God, every single Angels player already has vacation lined up, starting October second. <laughs> they, they already have their flights booked up because if you're an Angels player, you're not winning the division and you're not winning the wild card, and you're fucking uh, IL, your physio team. Like, oh, Bro, if their physio team had Mike Trout out for the whole year, yeah. so like I'm really down on them, huh? They got Shohei. I like Shohei. Shohei is Shohei. But so I have a question coach. for you about Otani. It, it's going to be an interesting conundrum every season for the American League MVP because he's an elite hitter and pitcher. If he does that every single season, like obviously he probably won't be as good as he was last year, but if he's still a you know mid three ERA guy, hits forty home runs, like. Does he just have to be the MVP every season, or are they going to get voter fatigue and not vote for him? It's going to be like LeBron voter fatigue. They're going to expect, instead of expecting 40, they're going to expect 50. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to put like ungodly numbers. Yeah. That's fair. But he's doing what no one else is doing. So, obviously, but this team still sucks. Okay. Let me, Mike Trout, there's 
if he can stay healthy for a full season, he's the best player in the big leagues. Rendon's been injured. Um, still, still, Jared Walsh was okay. Read through their lineup. Let me read through their lineup. Jared Walsh was an all star last season. Max Stassi sucks. Brandon Marsh, eh. Joe Adele was a top prospect in the big leagues. Can he live up to the hype finally? And then, yeah, Matt Duffy, David Fletcher. They did sign Tyler Wade, my guy, former Yankee. Shout out Tyler Wade. He is a professional baseball player. He does the little things. He'll lay down bunts, will steal bases in big situations to get a guy in scoring position with, uh, you know, down to the last out type of guy. Like he, he's a utility guy that you just want on your team. I really like Tyler Wade. Yeah, the rotation isn't very good. Otani, they did bring in Syndergaard, huge question mark around him. The rest he of the pitched, he, he pitched well yesterday in spring training. He went he went five innings against the Dodgers, only letting one up. Yeah, so there's huge question marks surrounding. Maybe he just needed to get away from collar daddy chicks. So I, I think agree. All right, um, yeah. getting away from New York could be good. Their total is eighty three and a half. I think you know they just got to keep their stars healthy. Can Marsh and Adele step up? Can the second half of the rotation step up? Will they finally make a playoff run after missing the playoffs for seven straight years or like make the playoffs? Um, 83 and a half. I'm guessing you're going to go under then with what you said. Actually, I'll go over. Oh, my God. They still have enough talent. I thought you said they suck. They still suck but because they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. They'll get knocked by the AL East. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over. On them, as yeah. well. I actually, you know, everyone always looks at to them every year, and they, it's whether a question or not if you go for the bait or not because they have the talent, but they never put it together. I'm just going to go over, slight over, like 84, 85 win team, um, but I don't see them making a big, like playoff run or anything. Maybe they make a move at a deadline and get significantly better. Only problem is they have the second worst farm system in baseball, so they don't really have guys to trade. Um, all right, last two teams. We'll run through them quick because do we, do we have to talk about these last two teams? They fucking suck. This division might be the worst division in the AL. Um, in the AL, I would I would still lean the Central being the worst division. Central got better. This it got a renovation. Like so, Seattle got better. Houston got worse. LA got better. Texas they got John Gray. So, who so Texas they signed John Gray and they spent five hundred sixty one million dollars. Oh in the God, to the lockout. They brought in Simeon and Corey Seager. Just and they still have holes. Yeah, well, they still have a lot of holes. Um, they have more holes than a fucking Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Garcia, suck. no way he's going to be as good as last year. Nick Solak, same thing. Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun's just a journeyman guy, defensive player. Their bullpen sucks. No one you've ever heard of. The rotation is John Gray, Martin Perez, Dan Dunning, Dane Dunning, Colby Allard, and Spencer Howard, the former Phillies prospect. Dane Dunning was a former White Sox guy. Kobe they, have deep, a- they have a deep farm system. Like Jack Leiter is, you know, could be an elite number one guy out of Vanderbilt. Josh Chung. Probably won't see him this year. I think we'll see Josh Chung this year uh, in Cole Wynn. <sighs> yeah, they suck. And their win total is at 74 and a half. That seems pretty high for me, um, especially because I think they're going to get beat up by the other three teams we talked about in this division. At least they spend money. And they At least they're trying. Too. They have a new stadium that people seem to like to go to. Um, it looks hideous. I can still see this team being like decent in a couple of years, just not this year. So I'm going under 74 and a half. What about you? 
Uh, I'm going to go under because I still don't think they'll hit. They'll be – at least they spend money. They tried to get Kershaw, but they couldn't get him, so. I think we're – yeah, I think it's going to be a regression year from Simeon and Corey Seager. I don't know. It's going to be weird seeing him not on. Wait, isn't his brother on the team? Isn't – did it – No, he retired. Wait, I thought Kyle was signed. No, he, I'm 99.99% sure he retired, actually. I'm looking yeah. at – The top two guys in the in – the, uh, Lineup are solid. Everyone else sucks. So I'm going under. Yeah, he he is he is retired. Yeah, I'm going under as well. Kyle Seager is last retired. team, uh, pushing P poverty favorites. Uh, They're not poverty favorites. They actually have a direction. I I, I mean, they, and a half wins for the Oakland A's. They've traded everyone worth note on this roster. They're left with Tony Kemp, Elvis Andrews. Jed Lowry, Stephen Piscotty, Eric Thames still playing baseball, not in the KBO. Christian Pache, who I like actually from Atlanta. Um, the only pitcher left worth note is Frankie Montas, who is probably going to get dealt any minute now. James Caprillion, former Yankee prospect. Uh, their bullpen sucks. Can AJ Puck finally stay healthy and be good out of the bullpen? Do you think Frankie, where do, where do you think Frankie ends up? Let's cut to the chase. Where do you think Frankie ends up? Honestly, maybe the Yankees. Oh, yeah, well, we'll see. I'm taking under. Let's make it easy. Like I think Bailey, bottom five like, team in the bigs. Like Bailey says, send me to Vegas. Yep, they're going to be a bottom five team. So send, send them to Vegas. If I had to pick, yeah, send them to Vegas. We need a big league team in Vegas. Vegas is making a lot of moves. Probably going to get an NBA team soon. So yeah, so we'll see. But under heavy under. I actually went under on like most of the teams in this division, but if I had to pick division right now, I'd go one Seattle, two Angels, three Houston. I'm way down on Houston, four Texas, five Oakland. I'm gonna go Houston, Houston, uh, Houston, LA, Seattle, Texas, Oakland. Okay, so we have our three division winners for the American League. Who are your three wildcard teams and who's coming out of the American League and representing them in the World Series? So who's my division winners again? So you had – who did you have winning the American League East? Tampa? Tampa or Toronto. And then Chicago and the West. So the way it's going to work out is nobody in the West – the Angels – how many spots is it? Seven now? Yeah, there's – yeah, I guess there's four wildcard teams. Yeah, I think I think all the spots either either two of the spots go to the two to Trevor of Toronto and Tampa doesn't yeah. make it three and I think there'll be three AL East teams. Agreed, just like there was last year. And I think one West team, and then so let's hear them. You got to pick them. <laughs> Tampa, Tampa, Toronto will make it. Tampa, Toronto, Chicago. Uh, Tampa, Toronto, Chicago, or uh, Tampa, Toronto, Chicago, Houston, uh, New York, and Boston. So you got the Yankees. Wait. So you have every, four American League East teams. Correct. Okay. So I got Tampa, Toronto, Yankees, and Boston. So yeah, that's fair. Chicago winning the Central. No other team out of there. Seattle winning the West. And then I also have the Los Angeles Angels being the last American League team and then losing early in the wild card round. And who do you who do you not have in? 
So no, I just have one American League Central team, and then I don't have like Houston. No Houston this year. Oh, okay, there's Houston. Yeah, I think I I still think Houston wins that division, and I think and I think who comes out of there? I think the winner of the AL East comes out of there. I agree. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with Tampa. I got Toronto. Totally fair. All right. Well, that wraps the American League portion of the podcast. Um, we'll, we'll be back next time. We will be back next time for the National League. Um, and we'll be breaking that down. So I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll catch you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.